Good morning, everyone. Hi, morning. Welcome back to our channel and welcome back to Wake Up with the Oparas. I'm Mex. I'm Rosie. And today we're going to discuss everything to do with children fearing and respecting their parents, um, especially in today's society. Um, before we get into it, though, just a couple things on the housekeeping checklist. You can catch us on youtube.com forward slash the Aparas. Also soundcloud.com forward slash the Aparas if you prefer to listen to this like a podcast. And we're also on iTunes if you search Wake Up With The Aparas. Um, you can find this there also. So jumping straight into it. Um, you, Rosie, when you grew up, did you respect or fear your parents? Did you say like? I would say there was an element of both, but it was definitely more respect. Um, was it more? I'd say when, like, I, when like, I was look, younger. Look at, look at your look, look at your different parent. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's 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 put this up to like say the age of eighteen. Yeah. So, so I would say probably like primary school age to early secondary is like elements of fear mm. but i would say throughout the whole it was more like yeah just respect respect yeah i wasn't like shaking in my boots so i would only to be fair i would say it was more respect like elements of fear only came in if i knew that i messed up kind of thing then like you know you might have a beating on the way but i, I wouldn't say so i was in like fear of my parents all the time so i would say probably more respect than fear yeah i I like, yeah. I was, I was okay. The word is respect. I guess I was gonna say more like friendship. Um, no, I don't know. Like me and my dad have always been quite close, but I think just as a child, when you're younger, it's hard to see that friend, that kind of relationship with your parents. Anyway, you just what kind of relationship? A friendship with them. For me, I would say like a friendship with my parents have developed as I've gotten older. But when I was younger, I don't think I was looking at it as a friendship. It was definitely like there was authority there. Okay, I think like I'm not about to come on here and say I didn't respect my parents. <laughs> but I feel like, okay, with me and my mum, it's always been like a friendship first mm. sort of thing. And then like, obviously you respect your friends mm. sort of thing. Um. Yeah, but obviously, as me being the oldest as well, there's this respectful element, and obviously having to now kind of put that into my siblings as well. Yeah, I feel with my dad, it was more of a fear. Not because my dad's not like a; he's actually a very calm person. That, exactly, he's very but, chill. <laughs> but you know, but you know them them psycho men that are chilled. <laughs> Like yeah. they can, they can Quite switch. Yeah, silent but deadly. Yeah, so he 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 has some, he had I guess maybe something about him or through a young younger eyes you would think that this guy you know he had something about him <laughs> like that like you'll do something in the house and then like he wouldn't overly go and react. Man would just go and silently go and get a weapon <laughs> and discipline <laughs> you with it like. So, but um, I feel definitely later on in life. Yeah, there like a lot of what he was doing then in terms of disciplining mm. for for us, it turned into a, a a respect 
you can see why he was doing all those things and why he handled things as he did. And yeah, now I'd say it's very much like a, a, a friendship as well. Yeah. Now, I would definitely say, I think ours, mine was more respect. Just like even your aunties, your uncles, like grandma, granddad, I feel like, yeah, from our household, like I come from Grenada and Caribbean, like it's just drilled into you about respect kind of thing. Even like if people come to your house to um, like visit kind of thing, like if you don't say hello, someone's getting on to you, like yeah, who yeah, do you yeah. think you are kind of thing. So I think it's always just been like, just yeah, respecting your elders. And like, you know, when you get into that teenage side, teenage, um, years where people like start muttering under their breast or breast breath (laughs) or thinking they can like say stuff to their parents like that for me it wasn't even the fear of what they would do for me it was just that I could never speak to my parents like that it's just yeah no I think it's yeah it's definitely more respect element I mean I would say it was just drilled into me from a young age I can't like pinpoint like oh where it came from but um yeah, I would say I would only fear, like I said, if I know I really, really effed up, and it's like, yeah, you're you're you're, you're bound to <laughs> you're bound to get something kind of thing. But nah, yeah, not so much fear for me. Yeah, it's. I f- I feel like you what I mean you just mentioned the cultural aspect, and although like our parents always made us aware of kind of cultural stuff, I don't think it was ever too much put on us like that what okay but okay you're mentioning like if you like if you go to um grenada and you have to you're greeting your old no man. i mean here as well like it was just drilled into me yeah yeah yeah. i i hear that but i'm saying like okay with with night night like where we are from nigeria and maybe just nigerians in in general like the respect thing and how people want respect is i don't know it's it can sometimes, especially to people that are from here, mm. it's like, why are we doing this? Like, in certain cultures, they're all, like, genuflecting and bending over to greet mm. olders and all of that kind of stuff. And, oh, like I say, our parents made us aware of that. Like, mm. if you go outside, be aware that some people would want you to hail them up, basically, and respect them in that, you know, show respect in that way. Mm. But, like, it was never kind of reciprocated in our house like yeah. it was never like a biggie if mm. you if you didn't do it sort of thing but um yeah i mean i i'd I like to know how my siblings that Feel. dynamic about yeah the fear of respect i would like yeah like i said at the beginning i think younger ages probably like zero to seven it was definitely fear like mum if i was out acting up mum could just give me a look and i like knew what it means so i'd think yeah. that's like yeah element of fear kind of thing as a young child but yeah as a parent would you want to be feared or respected i think but i think i would like follow the model of my parents definitely from like like i said those younger ages where they do kind of know right from wrong but they're not like their cognitive thinking isn't that advanced where they can like the, the child. a child yeah. yeah where you can actually sit there and contemplate oh should i do this should mm. they kind of just act so i think in those ages i think you do need a bit of whether it's fear but you need some sort of discipline to put them in check like i think there you need the basics of this is right this is wrong you need something to tell them because i think sometimes with children at those young ages although you can sit down and talk to them I feel like tomorrow they've forgotten it. I feel like they need something to, you know. Yeah, I think 
when you're younger you need a little bit of fear but if, if it was to a... train the ch- yeah child children need training i mean i'm with that old school mentality man but i'm saying if it's a thing where you could only have one they can fear you or they can respect you what would you rather have i would say obviously respect because past that's what i think past those younger ages you mm. don't really want it to be fear that's just probably giving the child all kind of complexes that they don't need but i feel in the ideal world you need a balance of both what about you um i would say respected yeah. because people tend to react and do things and listen better when it's coming from someone they respect. Yeah, no, I agree. But that's why I just said I feel like just for the early ages, I don't think that applies that much because. Uh, um, yeah, I don't feel. I mean, if I'm looking at it in a like a a work environment, mm. like if you if you fear your boss or fear doing wrong at work, like. It's only going to be so long until maybe you, you grow up and become big and bad and you don't fear them no more. Mm. Then you're just yeah, going to clash yeah, with exactly. them, innit? Yeah, like, that's it's, what I mean, yeah. Like, if you, if you respect, on. if it's your parent or your boss at work, you're more, you're more likely to give better results as the child or as the worker mm. and the boss or the parent is most likely to get better results. Mm. So, um... Yeah, but like you said, I guess there is a necessary bit of um, fear and discipline needed, even in the respect so element. Who like, do you think is gonna be like the stricter one out of us two? You, one hundred percent. Like, I can't take myself seriously. I don't know how my kids are ever gonna take me seriously. But Mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I used to watch a lot of. Um, super nanny yeah yeah and super nanny although like she was always showing the parents and herself like as much of a as as like a disciplinarian sort of thing she was always giving them tactics and that i feel like the way she taught the parents how to discipline Mm. is not a fearful tactic yeah no it's not sort of thing like i mean i know culturally we have ingrained in us a lot of giving kids the eye and, mm. you know, raising your hand and watching them flinch and they'll know not to do it again and stuff. But I feel like... Yeah, for me, I don't agree with, like, the empty threats either because I feel like with that, like you said, that's more a culture of fear. Mm. I feel like you shouldn't, yeah, constantly be threatening your child. With, like, with me, I got beats, but it wasn't a regular thing. Like yeah, I said, yeah. I only got beat like most of the time i got beat so i probably you know did something really really bad yeah so yeah i don't agree with the like every second da, 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 da. but definitely yeah the look so they just know like even not not even just children sometimes like between me and you like not necessarily in that way but like if we're in an environment and we're both kind of thinking the same thing we might look at each other kind of thing it's just like a facial expression that they get to know like you're doing you're being naughty kind of thing stop doing that mm. so um but yeah no i don't agree with like the constant threats because i think yeah that is just trying to promote a culture of fear kind of thing i feel like if you're gonna beat them beat them because you're trying to teach them a lesson rather than it being like a a thing that I'm you gonna, have over them yeah yeah stuff. But yeah, what do you think about beating kids overall? I know you're not very like 
pro beating but do you think you know you would eradicate it completely or sometimes it's not necessary but sometimes it can be useful i guess what is beating because beating to me sounds like more than just one strike so for me yeah, it was usually more than one strike. I, th- I think my I don't think I, I would say my parents ever hit me with their hands. It is usually it was usually like a wooden spoon on my bum. It was, yeah, my mum's weapon of choice was like wooden spoon. I never really got the belt. I think maybe I got beat with a belt once, but it was a few times. But um, yeah, a few times, but nothing that's like ever left me with bruises or just it hurt. But all right, one. I don't think I would ever... I would like to think I would never have to use any weapon on my child. Any object Mm. on my child. Um, Personally, I can't really imagine beating if I was to physically, you know, discipline them. Yeah. It would be a one smack, a one flick to the ear. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that, of that nature. I, I can't even imagine, like, smacking them. Right now, obviously, I'm not a father. I haven't been tested in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah, but so, but right now, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine doing anything like that. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel like... I feel like I would if it was necessary. I don't think it would... I feel like most people in our generation won't, like, probably hit our children or if we did nowhere near as much as like what our parents did because yeah. we just kind of obviously just the society that we live in now all this child abuse and blah 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 yeah. and we've kind of learned that yeah it's not always the best method like because most that like you said about um even the fear um it's the same with licks it's only a certain it's only up to a certain age where it's gonna like hurt you or you can't run away kind of thing mm. so after a while it becomes ineffective as well so it can't be your only you know, method of teaching your kids anyway. But, um, yeah, that's when I was saying about the younger, like, when I was saying, like, from the age of zero to, like, maybe five, I wouldn't expect, like, I wouldn't be hitting a five-year-old with, like, a wooden spoon or something. Like you said, they're a lot smaller. They only need maybe, like, yeah, a little slap, a flick, that you can do a lot less. That's gonna still, you know, give them a little bit of pain to know that this is wrong kind of thing. I remember, I mean, going on to our next point, I remember... My dad must... I can't remember how old I was, but he tried to, like, hit me for something or whatever. Mm. Like, he said, bring your hand or whatever. And it's going to hit me over my hand or something. And he hit me, like, twice or three times. And I said to him, are you finished? Yeah. And I just walked away. <laughs> and I remember as I walked away, just catching my mum's eye in the corner of the <laughs> living room. Just like, oh, no, you did that sort of thing. And then... I remember asking, like, that following week, asking my dad for money and everything, just airing me, just, like, he wasn't even acknowledging <laughs> I was there, sort of thing, like, and I was just thinking, oh, just because of that, that sort of thing. I must have been about teenage. Yeah, you age, definitely Early, were, early right? teenage. With that, yeah, actually. Like, maybe about, yeah, maybe about, not, but not old, maybe, like, yeah, say, like, 12 or 13 or something. Yeah. And um, my mum my told me, yeah, because he said he's not just listening to you, not speaking to you, because, obviously, if you think you're, you're a big man, him, then... Yeah run your life how you want sort of thing <laughs> in it like and i was like right. <laughs> I, was, I was spun still like, <laughs> i was spun i had to just go and say sorry to him and all this uh it was long but do you think that kids today young people let's say in fact 
are too bold. I mean, I think things like all these like child protection services, this, that, and the other, they're kind of giving kids too much freedom and not allowing parents to like bring up the kids how they would wish to. Well, I don't think it's necessarily the services, it's the parents because child line and that I remember. I can't remember what year, but I definitely remember at some point in primary school, they told Mm. us about child life, I think once, maybe one time. I think I threatened to call them or whatever. No, I don't think I would have been bold enough to threaten. I think I was just contemplating (laughs) calling them because they do get into your head like, oh, you know, if if your parents beat you or whatever. But these times, as a child as well, they don't, you know, tell you or this. Because they just believe in not touching children as well. There is a difference between like abuse and like one smack or something kind of thing. But as a child, you're just thinking you're you're angry at it. Oh, I got hit. I'm gonna call you, child like. Do you remember like how old, in primary school you said? Yeah. Do you remember how old you were when they gave you that? No, that's what I'm saying. I can't remember. Because what I don't remember going seeing anything like that. I remember when I was maybe about year six, mm. and then my youngest sister came home with something like yeah some child line advice yeah. something number or something like that and i was thinking what's all this like like you're, you're allowing them to even take it home yeah, like yeah. well it's home where it's gonna happen isn't it? i hear that but it's like i remember she would say they had like obviously like i said i was in year six my younger sister was probably yeah she's six years younger than me so very early on in you know supposed to be in reception or year one or something mm. and she she would say they had assemblies in school today to talk about things like domestic. Oh no, we didn't stuff have for, for Actually, kids like, and it'll just like you're you're somehow not. I mean, obviously things are going at home. At home, teachers, schools, a safe haven for the mm. kids to come, someone to talk to, in it. Mm. But it's like you're kind of turning these very young children against their parents. And no, it's not. That's it's not, not what it's meant for. It's not always meant for. It's going to set up a reporting culture. Oh, miss, my mum hit me yesterday. But they like, they want that because there are children that are generally being abused. I it? hear that, but it's like, you know how children react. Yeah. If it's like, oh, come and tell me anytime you got smacked in school for the next week, they're gonna be coming home and reporting this person smacked me, this person done this, this person stole my apple from my lunchbox. They're gonna re- report everything to you. So how is that going to look if it's the other way around and kids are going to school every day? Oh, my mum slapped me because I didn't do my homework. My mum slapped yeah, me. Yeah, but then that. that's a problem. It shouldn't be every day. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but I'm saying the fact that kids tend to over-exaggerate everything, mm. you're creating a dangerous space. I don't know if I agree with that because it's just... I get what you mean because they're young, so they're impressionable. Yes. But it's meant to touch the there might be like out of a class of 30 there might be five of that are being abused at home and it helps them in it there, there's no way for them in schools to pinpoint the children unless they're physically coming in with abuse abuse bruises sorry unless they're physically coming in with the bruises mm. there's maybe not necessarily any way for the teacher to know in the class who's maybe facing abuse at home so they just have to tell everybody about it i feel Okay, with that example I just gave in terms of back in the day, my sister having assemblies about it, mm. I feel maybe a one-to-one session, just pulling the child out of a class, go sit in a room, how's everything at home? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, just, I just feel like that could be more of a, 
heart to heart that's the mm. word heart to heart open up session you know is anything happening just pick out maybe some children that are a bit quiet and maybe even the loud ones because they're like the other end of the spectrum they might be doing bold bold in school but, but that's what I mean you can't, they can't do that because what if it's just a child that's just regular in school but they are being abused it's a what do you call it Oh, there are I usually can't the word, but it's like a. There are usually factors you can see that might make you think, "Oh, this is going." All right, then that's what, what I'm mean, saying. So you just pick. It's not like, always. So if we the put case. them on a the spectrum of the loud kids in school, might be here taking out their anger in school and other kids that they're receiving at home. Take take some of the the quiet kids in school, and then take some from the middle. Mm. Then you've got a good specimen to kind of yeah, but just that, ask a, a couple questions. I'm not no, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't give out your little childline numbers and stuff. Mm. Give that to the whole class if you want. Give it to the whole school. But I'm saying instead of having an assembly and from I mean, what I remember, really stressing if anything happens at home, call us, like they were moving like they were an emergency service. Like they Mrs. are Miss Smith is gonna run to your house if you call nine 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 and save you from your mum. Like they do though. Someone will come. Not the teacher. <laughs> No, that's that's it's not the. T- is they're promoting the childline service, and it? it's not the teachers themselves. They're not saying call school, but no, I I think they should because yeah, there are you know people that do suffer real abuse at home. So, and I think for well, you said you never had it, but from from what I remember, they would show you kind of like little examples. And I, I don't quote me on this, but I feel like they did kind of show different spectrums to say that you know if you're naughty you know, you might get a hit on the bum or something. Because obviously they do know that some parents um, hit children. But any of you that have kids, kind of let us know what what's going on in schools at the minute. Like, do they still come home with, like, childline stuff or discuss that it's been talked about in school? Or do they um, reach out to you guys as parents, as education? Like, I, don't, I wonder what goes on now. I think it's probably a lot more than when we were. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... I don't know how you'd feel as a parent if you're just going through your kid's school bag and you see, like, some child line number there. Why do you have to feel away? I wouldn't no, feel away. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like... Would you then feel like I need to, you know, back off a bit here in case if I was to do something, this child has been armed with child line, like... No. I wouldn't. I just... I don't know. I just feel like maybe... Something well, like that. Maybe child line should just be like anonymously on the wall, or maybe there should be like a child line representative in every school, and they could just go there and go and speak to someone. I don't feel it's something that should be brought home. Maybe that should just be a, a, a secret between the pupil, the child, and the teacher. But you shouldn't have anything to fear if you're not abusing your kid. Like, no, you're correct, but it's... and wasn't I swear there was even a um. A video I think that went around on Twitter of this young little black boy that had called like child I don't know I think they were in America whatever mm. their version of Childline is mm. and um, the police came round and he was bawling because they were actually taking him away and his mum was like well I've you called that. them yeah, let yeah, them yeah. take you kind of thing like he hadn't actually done Beat anything it. yeah but then it turned into this whole drama because he was screaming and did it and they actually thought, oh, is something going on here? But um, yeah, so I know like 
a lot of parents are like that like call them then because they know they haven't necessarily done anything wrong kind of thing so that's yeah so i guess some parents even spin it as another element of fear just like oh they're gonna take you away anyway which i don't think you should do yeah but um in terms of your question about people being bold like that's what i was getting at all of these things were around before i think it's this whole culture of oh we can't discipline we can't touch our children as well oh discipline is just like i don't know taking the phone when realistically a phone is a privilege anyway like to me that's not it is a discipline if they're used to it every day but that's like is do you think that's what's making the young people of today so fearless and stand up to their parents and authority figures in general like because yeah, they're, they're I think so armed a, a with lack of, knowledge now. No, not even that. I think that, well, a mixture of that and just, yeah, lack of discipline. I feel like people are, like, scared to discipline their children these days. Mm. Like, even, like, this is an extreme, but, like, I don't know. Did, do you know if it used to happen in the UK? But, you know, like, in Caribbean and, and Nigeria, even Asia, like, kids mm. used to get beats in school by the yeah, teachers. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it happened in the UK as well. Mm, not, I don't know. I don't know if it did, but you had things like that. Um, I know in the UK, like, police officers or elder people on the street would, like, pull children up kind of thing. But you would never see that now. And it's kind of like, yeah, there's just... I feel like even if if, um, a teenager, I don't know, was outside our house right now, you know, cussing someone, there'll be more people that would just walk past and pretend like they haven't seen it than people that would intervene and kind of step in. So I think, yeah, the the way society is helps... kids to be bold and like not care i can almost put money on those that would step in and try and stop it and stuff wouldn't be like natives from this country Mm. they've come from um africa Mm. caribbean even even eastern Eastern europe like yeah yeah, they wouldn't just stand there and watch things happen like yeah it tends to be you know the 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 just British cultural, ones yeah. that just kind of ignore what's going on around them, sort of thing. Yeah, or even like <laughs> you always hear the age old of like I don't even think this is just British. I think it's just the current like generation of how kids are grown up. But like for example, um, I don't know. Say the kid is like I don't know. Family's on the bus kids banging on the window mum's mm. like stop hitting the window kids not listening da, da, da. stop hitting the window i'm gonna count to three three two one stop <laughs> and they're like they're not gonna they're not stopping kind of yeah. thing and there's no like even like you said with super nanny how she kind of did tactics you wouldn't even hear from the parent any change in tone to let this kid know like yeah. stop it kind but then of there's thing. that fear for parents as well now that other people are gonna judge how they're disciplining their children there is but i feel like in a scenario like that it's annoying everybody as well Mm. they they know that the kid's doing wrong i feel like it might be the minority if anyone on that bus that's going to tell you something if you discipline your child maybe if you like if it goes from them hitting the window to god forbid the parent like hitting them and slapping them off the chair or something (laughs) something that's like extreme and obviously people are gonna say something but you know Oh, I don't know, man. I feel like, yes, the lack of discipline as well as all this, yeah, abuse culture that... Um, not culture, because it happens, but, like, f- fear of even, like, this touching your child kind of thing, yeah, helps to make kids not be scared of anything. Mm. So, with the 
lack of discipline in our youths today and obviously with the recent everyone wanting to kill each other in the last two or three weeks all the shootings and the knife crime that's gone up mm-hmm. gone up, yeah going on like what do you think now is the best way to curb some of this behavior because like we said the 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 parents have almost lost the the power to discipline their child and to be honest once they're 16 and plus it becomes a harder job yeah but that's another thing as well a lot of these you know recent killings um even from the beginning of the year i think they've been saying and i remember i think it was like 2008 2009 like when the school end of my school going into college times there was this surge as well of like i think it was more um was it shootings or stabbings? I think it was more stabbings then. Like, well, remember when they used to, like, plaster, like, 10, 10 15 people that had been killed? I think yeah. that at the time it was more South London and this time it seems to be more North London. But um, a lot of the the perpetrators you hear were, like, 13. Like, they were very young kids, more so than, like, older. So for me, I feel like it does, again, come back to parentage. Like you said, when you get to, like, 16 you start getting a bit more freedom. But I would say even for me, it wasn't until probably uni, after uni, that I got, like, not even complete freedom, but more freedom. So definitely, like, if I'm hearing a 12-year-old's gone and killed someone or stabbed someone, I'm looking at the parent. I don't, to, like, say what you want, but in my opinion, I'm looking at the parent because to me, and a lot of the time you hear these killings are like, Okay, some of these kids are getting bold and it's like broad daylight, but yeah. a lot of them is early hours of the morning. Yeah. What is your why? Why is your twelve year old out at two a.m. on a weeknight? If even if it's a week weekend, why is your twelve year old out at that time? Or why do you not know where your twelve year old is? Yes. I'm not saying you can have control over your kids when they're outside, but why are they outside at those hours okay, that allow so- them to get up? Let's just play devil's advocate because we've all done it. We've told our parents we're going somewhere and we've gone somewhere else. Yeah. So in that case, they might say, you know, I'm staying over at Molly's house (laughs) and then they're on the road. Yeah, but I feel like in order to be that ingrained in that culture, unless it's some initiation, in order to be that ingrained in like the street life, road life, you have to be in it all the time kind Mm. of thing. So... That's what I'm saying. Most of the time, at that age, you're in school. What well, you would like to think your kids in school most of the time, and these days, if they're not, the school's probably gonna let you know. Like you know, they haven't been they signed onto the register, yeah, so yeah. kind of thing you would know. So let's say they're in school most of the day, blah blah blah. For example, like me, my mum initially when I started school she used to work literally across the road from my school so I'd either go home with her or get back way before her anyway as you start getting to like year eight year nine year ten you kind of start getting home a bit late but for me I would or even if I'm hanging around after school I'm in how in the house before my mum came home yeah, which yeah. was five o'clock so yeah you could get up to a little bit between that time not saying there's not bad things kids could get up to but you see these kids sometimes all eight nine o'clock they're still on the road in their school uniform and that and for me like i don't know at those ages it's just kind of like i think you should 
I don't know, you have your kids. I feel like as a parent, you kind of hold your your kids' destiny a little bit as well. Your, it's your responsibility to Yeah, definitely. Them. But then, like, okay, you're talking about kids, but we're here. We're asking about the people that have gone past that age now. So we're looking at, like... Yeah, but I think that age is where the it needs to be curbed before they get... Obviously, once someone's 16 or 18, mm. you can't start trying to curb their behaviour now. I feel like it should have been before Done that. Earlier. Get them out of okay, that mentality, lifestyle, before they get to those ages. And that's what, that's what I was saying. These kids that are already at 12 and 13, killing people... I don't know. It's just mad to me. Like you, but then again, you like you said, it's not always the parent because like summertime, you can say you're not gonna. What are you not gonna let your kids play out? Kind of thing. But I mean, a lot of this activity that's happened in the last couple of weeks, we I mean, we have to put it down to you know, it's been Easter, Easter holidays. No one's in school or college or whatever establishment they're going to. But, but it's not. There's it's, been it's, there's been fifty odd killings already this year. That's so, what I mean. It's not even the, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe it's escalated. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, school, I think it's definitely escalated because of the, the holiday period. But yeah, it's been very bad this year and the kids haven't been on holiday since January. So that's not an excuse. I feel like... The thing is, it's easy to say a lot of, you know, parents, oh, they just take their child back to wherever they're from, like, and mm. let them be disciplined properly from whatever country they're from. But... That takes, well, firstly, money. It, you know, someone might not be in a position to allow, to, to, to have their kid go abroad, school abroad, be supporting them, you know, still running their house from here. Like, and I feel, personally, I, I as a parent, I feel no, you're now putting that child in someone else's hands. You're not doing your own parental mm. duties sort of thing. I mean, it's a hard question. I don't really know how how to stop these. Yeah, obviously these we're kids. not we're not parents either, so we're only speaking from like you know hypothetical, like what we would do or thinks best. We're not in the position. We don't know how it is to raise mm. children right now. But I definitely feel like allowing your kids so much freedom from a young age does not help them staying out of trouble at all. Like yeah. I think it's a difference where. I don't know, say your kid's into music and they've got concerts or whatever and you kind of know where they are. You're maybe going to pick them up from that place. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's down to the parents as well to bring back some control kind of thing. And like there you said again, it's like the fear and respect. That's why I said I think it needs to be a bit of a balance because mm. if you... Okay, you can say that if you respect your parent, you're going to, you know... um come home and they say but like you said kids teenagers you push the boundaries a bit in it that's where i think the fear element comes into it a bit as well because say for example you're a good kid and you know people are trying to recruit you or you've got a friend that's got a brother that's bad he starts to turn bad and now he's finging you i feel like that little bit of element of fear if you fear your parents a bit will be like oh nah like mom and dad will kill me or whatever if yeah, i ever if get I caught this, da, 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 yeah, yeah. so that's why i feel like it's it's a balance and how to to stop it, I think is very difficult to stop it once a child's in that. That's why I said from the early years, you need to, I don't know what the phrase I'm looking for is. But it's I think it's it just moulding them early, and giving yeah. them the correct mentality. I mean, a lot, I mean, growing up, obviously, 
guys, I guess speaking guys, guys are the main um, perpetrators here anyway, is like you want to move as man them sort of thing, innit? Like you want to be, it's, it's, I, I'll, okay, I'll use the word, okay, squad, like, yeah, you want to you wanna move like that in a collective, in a pack sort mm-hmm. of thing. But then I feel it's like every pack has their own mentality. I would say my pack sort of thing when I was growing up, we all had the same mentality mm. sort of thing. It's okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna be roadmen, that was for sure. Mm. We just like, you know, we we have things in common that we like, sports and that. Um we all wanna be ridiculously rich one day or well off and just happy with our money and be able to do what we wanna do, sort of thing. But we don't want to ever um disappoint our parents and you know Thing we would we were used to do stuff like if we go to shops and like nick something and and then the next thing we'll be threatening like oh and god imagine our, imagine our parents <laughs> see us or found out blah 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 like we weren't about this life yeah <laughs> you see what I'm and saying that's what like, I mean I feel like that's where the fear the fear element like respect and fear that's what I said it needs to be fifty fifty I think that bit of fear gives you gives puts it in your child to not be about that life because forget about the police but, as well but if I feel like some of these some of these okay like if you start talking about other packs other gangs now that their mentality is different or they want to become rich by any means necessary do that and the other. A lot of them, their parents are probably more strict than mine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know this as a fact, but obviously boys have grown up and grown around. Like, mm. Their parents would like, beat them broad day on the day and on the road or something if they've, you know, hanging out too late or anything mm. and they found out. Like, I f- that, that fear but aspect... Then, do you know what I think it is as well? This I I don't know how I feel about this, but this is just another spin on it. Like all you know how we said all of this um, knife crime or it's more gun crime at the minute that's on the rise. Mm. I was listening to LBC the radio and like there were people on uh, people calling in about this subject right, and so many people were saying oh it's down to single parents no um, these guys not having fathers around not having like male presence in their life kind of thing. But for me, taking away that, just in general, even if there's both parents in the house, but, you know, they're both having to work late or whatever, just, that's why I said, I think it's the whole amount of freedom that that child has at at a young age. Because like you said, um, friends that might get beaten if their parents find out. Mm. So yeah, there is a flip side where there's some parents, they're having to work so hard or whatever that they might not even know that their child's on the road till that time. Mm. So I think that's a, a mixture of it. But, um, yeah, no, I definitely think fear comes into it. And I feel like it has to, like you said, you kind of have to mould that child before they get to these um, what's impressionable ages kind of thing, before peer pressure and stuff starts kicking in. Or if you are a strict parent, for example, if you've got a, a 12-year-old who's slinging rocks on the corner or selling mm. weed there's going to be money coming in from somewhere. It's kind of like if you, you see them the... with the latest gear all the time and you ain't buying it, some parents will just turn a blind eye or whatever or ask them and they're just like, oh, friend bought it for me or so-and-so got it for me. Well, where's so-and-so getting the money from? Like, you're the same age kind of thing. All Does, of these kind of... So elements. you're saying the, pa- the parents don't question... If, if what they're doing is supporting at least the child's lifestyle, if not both of their lifestyles, the parent, mm. the household's lifestyle... You think the parents won't mind too tough? No, 
nah, I'm not even saying they don't mind. I'm just saying not questioning enough kind of thing or not being alert to what's actually going on it under their own eyes. Mm. Like even that, this is like another category on itself but when people saying about like oh should parents like look through their kids stuff like look through their kids room or whatever because if you do and they're up to that you're probably gonna find it the next question is what do you do if you do find something but just all things like that i don't know man like it really when i read newspapers see the news and they go and plaster another usually a black face on the newspaper with their full first name they go and put their tag name in inverted commas in the <laughs> middle and then put their family surname there. Like, I'm, I'm already embarrassed for the parents. Mm. So you can look like even all your friends and family in the country as well are going to read the same newspaper and see you lot's name there. And I'm just already... Like, I don't even know them and I'm embarrassed and I'm just feeling, God, like, this is... If this was me sort of thing. I remember when I was in school... I went to two secondary schools. The one, I, the first one, I was suspended in my first in year seven and expelled in year eight. And I remember when I got suspended, the first time in school, um, my dad came to pick me up and he brought me home and my mum was just crying. <laughs> and they didn't put me back in my bedroom with my brother. Me and my brother shared a bedroom them times. They didn't put me back in my brother in, my, in the bedroom with my brother. They put me in a little single box room. Like I felt like I was in jail. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just some spare room that we had. And my mum was just crying by the door. She just came to see me. Have you eaten tonight? Um, and stuff <laughs> like that. And then just left. She was just crying outside the door. I mean, you know my mum anyway. She always overdoes everything. Like, she's a drama queen. But the one thing I felt there, despite every how I was behaving and moving silly in school, is that I've disappointed my parents. Mm. And that's the one thing I vowed in this life. I'm never going to feel how I felt then again. Mm. I'm not, I can't do it. Mm. Because, like, they, my parents had nothing to say to me. Mm. Like, they didn't know where to start from. I hadn't kind of had this behaviour before in primary school for them to know, okay, this was going to come sort of thing. Like. And I just look at these newspapers and stuff and I'm just thinking to these boys and stuff that are just disgracing their parents ultimately. Mm. Just have you no shame like, that you've killed a- someone and then that's the worst of the worst. And then before that, they'll go, I mean, after that, they'll, they'll, you know, you've got a history with the police. They'll say, oh, this person's known for doing this, that and the other. And mm. are you not embarrassed? Like, Yeah. But um, even the way we're touching on this parent stuff, now that I think about it, there was a point where I was working in an environment that was kind of linked to like social services in a way. And you do see that a lot of these stuff that make the headlines and newspapers, they don't necessarily always say it, but sometimes they're kind of known to social service. So The, the child. Yeah, like the these family. young teenagers mm. and stuff that are, um, you know, getting into trouble. So sometimes it is the fact that people just don't have parents that even care about them or, you know, there is that whole other spectrum of, yeah, there's people, maybe their parents... Either they've been taken out of their parental home or they're in their parental home and, you know, their own parents are on drugs or their parents don't care, their parents have their own things going on. Like, whatever the reason is where they don't have these parental figures. So there's that as well. And I think that's why a lot of people are always crying, like, oh, what can we do for, you know, children where they're saying, like, they close down all these community centres and blah, blah, blah. I mean... 
I would say it was more like my brother's era where community centres were a thing. Youth I don't think like stuff. us growing up, like youth clubs were. Like there was, well, I mean, where I grew up in Tottenham, there were a few youth clubs oh, okay. in the area and that. Um, but to what age? When you were a teenager still? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were they were youth clubs and they were you know a lot of them. So used what to, did they do there? Like like a lot of our youth clubs in Tottenham, they harboured the musicians and stuff that we hear nowadays, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. it was somewhere to just it was somewhere to just go after school or at least once a week after school, and just kind of do chill, something, do yeah. something, just not be on the road. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of them, like I say, turned into very much you know kind of studio environments. Guys used to go there and clash or spit, you know, the bars they've been writing for the week mm. and that, like... But it was never a place of violence. It was never a place that breeded violence. Um, I mean, I did hear of some occasions in some of them, you know, they obviously is bringing all the boys together in the area. So that's kind of breeded a gang indirectly. But obviously that was never their intention. But... um it's, it's either that the youth clubs are gone. I mean, we hear a lot of in the news these days, these boys get arrested and the first thing they do is go on YouTube, see if these guys are rappers, go and see the kind of music that they're making. Um, they're saying all this like drill um, r- music now is, you know, responsible for, the, you know, the kind of violence that's happening. Which I don't want to put it down to you because... I, I think it's rubbish. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to put it down to you because these stuff was... <laughs> drill music has only happened in the last year or so. In the UK. Like, in the UK, specifically. So, are we trying to say that no one was killing each other in the, before the last year? I mean, they will try and blame any kind of black culture thing that's on the rise it was interesting i saw someone on twitter it was just i think it's like a white mp or sort of i don't know whatever borough or whatever she belongs to mm. and she tweeted out on this was after the girl got killed on last monday yeah on in tottenham the girl got shot she tweeted out we need to do something to stop this because we all know if this were white children dropping like this um it would be sorted by now Mm. which I believe is very true sort of thing. That just goes back to the whole Black Lives Matter movement, isn't it? Saying that if it was any other people, that, yeah, some some kind of intervention would be in place. But um, another thing I was saying as well, like you said, most of these incidents we see is black people. Like, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with the other day. And it's like, there's a lot of other cultures i'm I'm just gonna stereotype here because there's a stereotype Mm. about black people there's like is it like the turkish community even um some asian communities with these honor killings and stuff there's a lot of communities in in london per se or england that are constantly killing each other they just don't make the news it may not necessarily be well yeah it's still what you could say idol violence like honor killings fair enough that's that means something to them but to the rest of us it's like it's crazy to think that and then all these other communities drug wars just respect wars it goes on in a lot of other communities as well but it's it's always the black faces you see on the news as well kind of thing a lot of people are saying that at the moment obviously we live in a day and age where the media is rife and we've got things like social media which spread news like wildfire and a lot of people are saying that this stuff is getting out more and more now particularly because 
Sadiq Khan being from an ethnic minority is in charge. So well, I haven't heard that. Yeah, one. so they're it's saying kind of conspiracy. Yeah, so they're saying effectively the media, <laughs> the media are trying to basically put him under pressure. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know, like they believe basically all these killings were happening anyway, like you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But because there's an ethnic minority in charge, let's blame it on him for not having maybe things like youth clubs, blah blah blah, and then maybe not doing anything about it. No, I haven't heard that one. But. Yeah, there's a lot of talk right now that this is Sadiq Khan or Sadiq Khan, what are you going to do, question mark? Like, mm. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, just wrapping up here, these things have been going on. They seem very, you know, it seems rife in the last couple of weeks. Like, And I feel parents, I don't want to put it just down to parents, but parents, authority figures and stuff even friends speaking to friends that in general we, we just have to do better like we can't be just wiping ourselves out like this wiping our kids out like this mothers shouldn't be here burying their children mm. at all and i say children because these people dying aren't of any substantial age mm. like you know they're teenagers no like they were saying no mother should have to bury her child whether they're still child age or adult for you know any reason Unless it's like serious health, health or something. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You draw the line. It's health. That's yeah. it. You can't be anything, no other reason. Like it's just, it's nonsense. It's completely nonsense. Um. Yeah, it's. I'm, I don't <laughs> know. Just I'm just, yeah, I just don't. I just don't know. But, yeah, no. But just to summarize, the whole fear and respect. In my opinion, you need both as a parent. They need you need the respect element just because yeah you can't constantly be I guess threatening your kids or whatever and as as growing up like you said you don't want your con your you don't want your children to fear you in completely in a young age because it's only gonna cause problems later you want to have that level of respect with them as well but you, I feel like yeah you need some element of fear to keep these your kids in check brother and keep them out of trouble to be honest yeah. The fear and uh, the discipline, or effective discipline. Yeah. It has to. It has to be there. It has to be there. But I think you do need that strong element of respect, so that even the same relationship has how you respect your friends, sort of thing. Like you wouldn't do worst comes to worst, you wouldn't do something against your friend because that's your friend and you respect them, sort mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, that definitely has to be there. But um. Yeah, that's this episode. We're going to bring it to an end. Um, Like we said, you can hear this online on soundcloud.com forward slash The Oparas and also on iTunes, Wake Up With The Oparas. Um, If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, sorry, um, just like, comment and subscribe and we shall see you in the next one. Yeah everything that Mex said guys and yeah do make use of the podcast version because we know it's quite a long video so if you want to bring us along with you in the car or clean in the house or whatever do make use of it and we will see you soon bye see you later